the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Right, let me let me just wrap this thing up. And I'm I I don't want to just talk about Mormons. There is a concerted attack on the Trinity. Uh, this attack has been ongoing from the Mormons since their birth back in the 1800s. Mormons have never believed in a Trinity, have never believed that Jesus was eternal, never believed that Jesus was co-equal, co-eternal with God, never. And Paul warned us about people presenting another Jesus. And we need to heed that warning. But Bob, Mormons are on our side when it comes to abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. All right? But Mormons are very moral. Great. I'm glad for that, too. I'm, I'm grateful. But our judgment on doctrinal issues cannot be based on feelings and emotion and whether someone is nice and they do good things. Listen, Mormons do a lot of good things. And that's fine. That's okay. But our judgment must be based on the Word of God. I just read to you almost 25 verses of Scripture that confirm Jesus is God, God is Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, co-equal, co-eternal. No, the God we serve was never a man. The God of Mormonism was a man, a human being who worked his way up to Godhead. And by the way, they believe that you can become a God as well. So it's not just the Mormons. There are others attacking the deity of Christ and the Trinity. And we cannot compromise. We can't, when it comes to foundational, fundamental doctrines, and the Trinity is one of those, we cannot get along to go along, or no, 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 go along to get along, well, whichever. We can't do that. Do we want Mormons burned at the stake? Of course not. Of course not. But we cannot biblically call them brothers and sisters in Christ. Because they are not. Their plan of salvation is all wrapped up in someone who is not 
the Jesus of the Bible. He's the Jesus of the Book of Mormon, but not the Jesus of the Bible. There are a number, certainly not the majority, and I don't know how many, but there are a number of contemporary Christian music artists who no longer believe in the Trinity, or maybe they never did believe in the Trinity. That's a serious problem. As I said, there are many peripheral doctrinal issues that we can debate. We can have a spirited dialogue and debate about it and walk away as brothers and sisters in Christ. But when it comes to the fundamentals of the faith, the inerrancy of Scripture, the virgin birth of Christ, the bodily resurrection, the entire concept of the incarnation where God became man, the blood atonement, the penal aspect of the cross, that Jesus died for our sins to pay the price for sin, to receive and accept all of the wrath and the anger and the judgment of a just, righteous, holy God, to be a propitiatory sacrifice for us, those there can be no compromise on. None. We can have different names over the door of the church. We can be part of a different denomination. We can be non-denominational. Those things don't really matter. But the things that determine our salvation, our eternity, on those things, we cannot compromise, and we must fight against error, against apostasy, against false belief, against cults. Because remember, Scripture says even the devil can transform himself into an angel of light. We must proclaim, worship, and serve the Jesus of the Bible. Don't let anyone deceive you. Don't let anyone turn you astray from the clear, settled teaching of Scripture on these issues. Don't let it happen. All right. Ah, boy. Not everybody is obviously going to agree with me on that. Uh, How about something just really, really light before the break? For those of you that are fascinated with space as I am, here's an update on a story I gave you a couple of days ago. Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 were launched way back in the 70s, and they are still flying into interstellar space. Voyager 2 is now approximately 12.3 billion miles away from Earth, traveling farther away every moment, every day. It's still operating. 
Well, it lost contact with Earth on July 21st. And uh, a computer glitch caused the spacecraft, again, 12.3 billion miles away from Earth. It takes 18 and a half minutes at the speed of light for the signal to get there, and then another 18 and a half minutes for the signal to come back. Well, the spacecraft was tilted two degrees away from Earth, the antenna, and they lost contact. And they thought that it was done after all of these years. Well, I told you a few days ago they were going to try to send out what they're calling an interstellar shout, a very, very powerful radio signal in the direction of Voyager 2 to try to get its attention and wake it up and realign uh, the antenna with Earth. It worked. Now get this. WRFD at full power, I think, has 16,000 watts of power. Voyager has 20 watts. Think about that. 20 watts, and it's 12.3 billion miles away. Well, it worked. Uh, Voyager sent back a signal. They are in communication again. They have realigned it, the antenna with Earth, and it is going to continue communicating with NASA and uh, the science, the scientists who are communicating with it. Does that have anything to do with eternity or doctrine? No, it's just fascinating. But when I think of this, this spacecraft is 12.3 billion miles away, which when you consider our universe, that's next door. And it takes... 18.5 hours for the signal to get there, another 18.5 hours, 37 hours for a signal to make a round trip traveling at the speed of light. I can pray, and God hears me instantly. How do we explain that from a technical standpoint? We don't. His ways are not our ways. How do our prayers reach heaven and back? I don't understand all of it, but I certainly believe it. And not only that, out of the countless billions of stars and even more planets, God knows my name and he loves me personally. Every time I see something that is just jaw-dropping about space and science, I think about how much greater God is than all of that. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Well, it looks like the Mega Millions Lottery jackpot could make history. Yeah, looks like it. Mm -hmm. Here's the headline. 
Mega Millions lottery jackpot now potentially the largest in history. The jackpot now is an estimated 1.55 billion dollars. Quote, the Mega Millions jackpot is now on track to be the largest in Mega Millions U.S. history after no winner took home the top prize last Friday. Yeah. Mm. Now, here's the bad news. If you win, if you win, you're only going to take home a measly $757.2 million. How in the world are you going to live on that? And of course... That is before taxes. The federal government is going to take half of that, maybe a little more. So you're only going to take home probably around $300 million. That's all out of $1.5 billion. Yeah. When I see this, see, I... I'm weird. I'm strange. I admit it. Most people look at this and go, wow. Oh, my goodness. What I could do with $1.5 billion. Oh, my goodness. Somebody's going to be rich. Somebody's going to be, you know. Here's the way my mind works. Wow. How much money is going to be lost I'm almost certain, and I've tried to find out. I've tried to look it up, and I can't find it. Uh, How much money altogether will have to be bet, wagered, spent, wasted, in order to reach a $1.55 billion jackpot? Well, I know this. It has to be much, 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 much more than $1.55 billion. Because the lottery has got to make money. This is true of all gambling. All gambling. Without exception, there is not a single exception. All gambling is totally, completely dependent upon losers. So if $1.55 billion is given to the winner, there has to be much, 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 much more than that bet. So multiple billions of dollars will be wagered, and the overwhelming majority of those people will get nothing. Oh, there'll be people that get a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. There might be a couple of people that get a hundred thousand, but the overwhelming majority, and I mean the overwhelming majority of people will receive nothing. And you just think, with all the problems in the world, and of course I'm thinking from a Christian standpoint, foreign missions the planting of churches, what good that amount of money could do for the kingdom of God? Multiple billions of dollars invested in kingdom enterprises? So when I look at it, I don't look at the biggest jackpot. I look at the biggest amount of money 
probably ever completely, totally wasted in U.S. history. And then I got to thinking about this this morning. Why not reparations? Well, seriously, if we really believe in DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, then why aren't we thinking about the people who lose? The people who put down $1, dollar, $5, $10, $5, $1,000, and don't get anything back from it. That's not fair. Whoever the winner is, or the winners who gets the $1.55 billion jackpot, it may not just be one, it could be two, it could be three, it could be four. Why don't we take three-fourths of their winning and divide it among the losers? I mean, why don't, why don't we have reparations in lotteries and gambling? Now, see, that would be true equity. So everybody wins. How could, how could we have one or two winners and everybody else be losers? What's fair about that? So I think in order for the lottery to be really DEI, and really diverse and equity and inclusion, everybody's got to win. Which means the winners, well, they just got to give up most of their winnings and they got to understand this is, this is about equity. No, that's not going to happen. But doesn't that make just as much sense as the other DEI arguments, whether it be in education or whether it be in reparations? Hmm. Yeah. Now you'll never see reparations with a lottery. And it's fascinating because... Millions of people will be absolutely satisfied to have lost everything they wager. Strange. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 